0: Yo, what up, podcast people! It's the one and only legend of winning, aka low. Uh-huh. We back with another episode of the Off Top Podcast. A lot of news going around the NBA. Oh, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. Let me, let me back let me it back up by- real quick. Okay. Let me back it up. Let me back it up. All right, we back with another episode of Off Top Podcast, better known as Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I- <laughs> Yo, Kawhi got to cut that out. <laughs> Yo, somebody got to make sure he, is a reason why he don't laugh. You know, Ka- Kawhi sounded like somebody like, like Popovich stole his soul and he's just now getting it back and he's trying to like get into the groove of trying to like work out his laugh now. That's exactly what Popovich sounded like. But anyway, on my, uh, on my left, I got my co-host here. Say what's up, Agent Zero. On your left. I mean, my right, my bad. You're right. Bad. Okay. All right. Yeah. Hi
1: guys, how are you guys today? Are you guys fine? Hey man, um dude, guys, Loa, this is something I really want to talk to you about today.
0: What's that? Okay,
1: let's get into it. Yo, oh so, my
0: god, you're so corny. Jeez,
1: <laughs> let's get right into the news. Alright man, so I was playing 2K, right? It's not about 2K, this is about basketball. And J.R. Smith was on and he sent me an invite. So, I was like, who am I to refuse an invite from JR? Now, listen, anytime you're a YouTuber, you have to like disclose to people when you're in group chats, anytime you're streaming or you're recording, because of course, privacy reasons. So, the second he gets as into, a side the party, note,
0: you very rarely do that back when me, you, and Waffle and them were in the chat. You will wait. Oh, I no, always, do no, that. No. You Dude, would, always you that. Would, you would wait like. You wait till somebody will say something incriminating and you're like, oh guys, we're on we're on we're on we're on stream, guys. i am like, yo, chill out.
1: Somebody be out there like, hey, we hit the body in this location. Like,
0: whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, guys, uh, we're on stream. I'm like, yo, if you don't get the hell out of here.
1: nah, nah I always say that. Phantom be the one who just Phantom. While we're we're having a deep ass conversation, and Phantom would be like, "Hey yo, thank you for the diamonds," cause he'd be on one of these fucking streaming sites. Be like, "Yo, thank you for the diamonds, John." I'd be like, "Yo, you were not streaming this whole time." He's like, "I was." And I was like, "Oh my god, I don't even know who who I was," cause you'd be talking shit about a lot of people in your spare time. You know, you just sometimes you'd be like just just fucking saying stuff. Anyway, uh, so Jr. at one point got on the phone. And I was I didn't even, I didn't know if it was possible to mute somebody else on the PS4 chat, but I really wanted to do it cuz he was just going off. And he said like one interesting thing um in the conversation. And he heard live while we were playing about the Jimmy Butler stuff and that he, uh the Cavs potentially might be interested. And he just rejected that shit. He said, "Nah." I'm not going to Minnesota. That's not happening. It better be a three-way trade. (laughs) Then I was fucking dying of laughter. That's exactly what you'd expect Jared Smith to say. And then and then he started to talk about what we talked about in the last podcast about Kyrie. And he actually, according, I don't remember remember exactly what he said. And Troy Down was actually streaming this. I cut it out of my video. But based on the way he was talking, you would assume that Kyrie would be really interested in going to the Knicks. Really, really interested,
0: but the but okay. And, so that is a th- – I, I, I keep hearing that being a thing, but Kyrie kind of shut all of, like a lot of that talk out when he sat there and said that he would be foolish to leave what he had going on in um in Boston. You know what I'm saying? But that's what that's what we expect him to say. I mean, but okay. So even though yeah, I still think you're right, it's foolish,
1: and I I exactly, think it yeah. makes more sense for him to stay. But I was just, I was caught caught off back because I was just telling you on the last podcast it would never happen because why would he ever do that? And then (laughs) here's the guy who's played with him who was like, nah, man, that's Kyrie in New York, but that makes total sense. And I was like, whoa. And that wasn't even the words he used. I don't even want to use the words he used. Um, I think Troy probably doesn't have the stream up anymore. But I thought that was really interesting. And then I kept trying to get him to mute his mic because I didn't know if he wanted it to be. Public? I couldn't tell, honestly, because he knew I was recording. Because he just you could tell when I'm recording, everybody gets loud, it gets lit, everybody joins in, everyone's in the party chat. And he knew for a fact Troy Dan was streaming because I said it twice in the call. I made sure not to forget because you never know, right? Anyway.
0: I know the know. The whole Kyrie going to New York... I- as time continues to pass, even though I've been one of the people who thought like it's possible, and I still don't think it's like off the table. I, I don't think Kyrie's one of the people that is willing to, um, to like, you know, completely, um, I don't know what it is. I think Kyrie's definitely somebody to keep his options open because I think that would only make sense for him to keep his options open. And I'm not necessarily saying that it's a valid option, but it's definitely an option that's on the table, especially if. Jimmy Butler potentially could be going to New York as well. So I don't, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility, but it's just like, if Kyrie's coming out and he's coming and it's not like he's like going around, you know, being, being around the bush. I'm going to say it's not like he's being around the bush or anything like that. He's like straight up saying, yo, it would be just foolish of me to like leave this, leave this team because this team is set for years and years to come. And it's pretty obvious that this this team is set. So I mean, if he's coming out and he's saying it verbatim, he's very strong about his statements and how he feels nah, about the situation.
1: Do you remember what Demarcus was saying about Golden State last year? That's ever ever since
0: Golden he went. But to I think State. I think his situation changed though. His situation well, changed in the cause sense of the injury. Is that because of an exactly, injury? And he started to realize that he didn't really have that many viable options in free agency, and so he did.
1: According what? to what we heard, he had a one year deal with another one year, I think, team option, 20 million. Imagine getting paid 20 million a year after what many would assume as a career altering injury. Like, you have to be a pretty talented player to get that offer. He got that offer. That's an option right there.
0: But I think, I think in his mind, if he wasn't going to get something that was secure, then he might as well just use this year as a rehab year. And then go out and try to win a championship in the process, but I think he was looking for something that's more so about you know five six years because in his it, in his mind. I, I, but still, what I'm saying is that unless something like that happens to Kyrie and his his options become limited, I don't see how anybody. I just don't. I I think Boston is obviously number one on his list right now. Right now, this is today.
1: When he left the Cavs, he gave a lot of reasons for wanting to leave, and. I think he got everything he could have. You, him on the calves is like me getting paid to upload video games on the internet. It's just a dream setup. Why would I want to leave that for something else? Right? Can you imagine me leaving that to be a professional gamer? <laughs> Why? Literally, I'm making a lot of money doing what I like to do. I could, I literally, low, I could, I could wake up at 5 p.m. And I'll be all right. Nobody can check me. Nobody can tell me. So it's like, why would Kyrie now be the leader of a team that has a shot at a championship? And then be like, you know what? Let's take all these risks for no reason. That's that's my thinking, why I didn't want to do it. But then again, like, I guess people like the, the allure of playing in New York. Don't know why, honestly. Because they don't have a lot of basketball success, but... Uh, people like but they, playing but they in the could garden, though. Man. But they
0: could, though. They could have a lot of basketball success if Kyrie is your point guard, Jimmy Butler at the 2, and Porzingis at the uh, 5. And then if Kevin Knox – I mean, I'm a believer in Kevin Knox. So if, if Kevin Knox has a really good season, then that could change as well.
1: Yo, Lo, there's been a lot of NBA players playing 2K. Like, in, in the last few days alone, I ran into Sim Simbular. JR invited me, he said like, yo, we got Keenan Allen in the other party, I don't watch football no more, so I don't really care about that much, Usain Bolt was on that bitch a couple days ago, and I was in his park, uh, there's D'Angelo Russell flexing on Twitter, I don't know what it is about two K nineteen, but all these NBA players is coming out the woodworks like, yeah, yeah, I be playing video. But some of them some of them really can't be seen on t- can you imagine being Carnotany Towns or Wigan? I was just I was just seen- about to say that too. Cause when you <laughs> said when you said
0: D'Angelo Russell, I said all I need to all I need to know is D'Angelo Russell better be looking straight, bro, because I can't like don't don't be playing two K all off season. And then the regular season come around, and you looking out of shape. But you gotta you, think,
1: like at some point they have to recover bro, as players. Bro, stop, 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 stop. I mean, stop, that's true, stop, right? Stop,
0: stop, stop. Go, if you if go watch some film, bro, go watch film.
1: I I get that you want everyone to have that Kobe mentality, but a
0: lot of people I didn't I didn't like, see man. LeBron. I didn't see LeBron playing the games. I didn't see him.
1: What's that mean, man? I, you
0: know, you know who I did see playing games. I saw who? Carmelo Anthony playing games. Carmelo Anthony wow. used to be playing um live, and we see we see what happened with Carmelo, right? We see, right? <laughs> I didn't see Wade doing that. I didn't see Wade doing that at all. I don't know Maybe some this. of them
1: just aren't into video games, man. No, they got uh, they got better things to do, bro. So here's the thing: I know more NBA players play. It's just that some of them don't want to catch heat, so they'll never have that YouTube logo and their face scan on the park. But they'll have these burner accounts where they just hoop on and play. Like last year, we saw Drake on the park a lot, a lot, a lot. Like I ran into Party Next Door and dropped him off and his squad earlier last week or something like that. There's a lot of celebrities you be running into on the park, man. It's crazy. It's crazy how many people can be in one and how lit it gets. Because the second you hear Usain Bolt is in is in the park, my guy, every YouTuber imaginable is begging to get into the park. And then the second they find out. And then some of them manage to get in because they have a friend and he's appearing online. I just thought that was interesting. But I, I disagree with you, Lo. Like, especially for veterans, it's nice to relax and play games and not get Because when I recorded with J.R. Smith in 2K17, we recorded, like, for four hours. And I broke it up into three-part videos. And the comment section was roasting him and saying... Like, he should, he should be working on his game, et cetera, et cetera. I was like, what are you talking about? Like, Z- he's not allowed to fucking play video games? Veterans, he can't have-
0: veterans I'll give a, I'll give some slack to. But like like I said, like, D'Angelo Russell, and like you said, like, Towns and Wiggins. Like, come on. Like, I don't, like, for example, and I, like, I don't see Embiid playing, bro. I don't see Embiid playing.
1: Embiid says he plays a lot, though. In interviews, he says he plays a lot of video games. I've but, never, like, Carl Anthony Towns does, has his the, own fucking does, Twitch channel.
0: But does... That's see that's excessive right there. <laughs> like I see he's on he's on streams with Los Polos. But that but I does Donovan how, how, how frequently do you see Donovan Mitchell? How frequently? Yo, dead
1: ass. Davis was playing on the park with Donovan Mitchell two days ago. Oh for
0: real? Okay, that's what's
1: up. Davis VIP, Donovan Mitchell's bro, and then Donovan <laughs> Mitchell VIP, Davis. But how
0: but how frequently <laughs> is he playing? Does he have a Twitch account? Mm, I don't know about that. All right, all right yes. then, all right then. What about Ben Simmons? Ben, I heard. Okay, Warder
1: on the Street, from one of my sources, he sucks at 2K.
0: So, here's a reason why he sucks, cause he played in real life, that's why he sucks. What What about, try, what, what, hey, hey, what, hey, what about, what about Tatum? What about Tatum? I've never heard of Tatum on 2K. Okay, and there's a reason why.
1: What does that mean, bro? Cause,
0: cause they, they got, got other guys. things to do! Okay.
1: If you're an older player in the league, I feel like... You I just be... name
0: a whole bunch of young players. I didn't name But no if you're
1: ones. a young player, that means you grew up with these video games, my guy. So they're more likely to be playing it anyway.
0: Bro, what are you... T- Every Nigga, LeBron, it's not like LeBron is 40 years old. He grew up playing basketball as well. He grew up playing video games.
1: Can you imagine LeBron in the park? My guy, when I tell you everybody would be coming for the drop-off... Everybody. What about Curry? You seen, you seen Curry?
0: You seen Curry before?
1: No, I've never seen Curry. On
0: Westbrook, KD, Harden. Have you seen any of them? I don't think
1: KD would be a long shot, but the other guys probably not.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, okay.
1: You'd be surprised. Like your Drake was on it, lo.
0: Yo, Drake. Hey, Drake. Drake. I, that makes <laughs> sense though. But like, I don't like. That's just that's just weird to me. Like, I'm not saying they can never ever play all I'm saying is like when I like town, like you said, towns has a a Twitch page. Like, come on, that's a bit excess. <laughs> that's that's just a bit excessive to me. Like that's just like, like uh,
1: yeah. who is it? Gordon Hayward has a whole partnership with HyperX. That's a bit excessive
0: as well. That's a bit excessive. It's not
1: well. like that is it, gaming is like their side passion, and some of them get into esports with that hustle. And Rick Fox is one of the people that, who and was that's able why, to strike gold. And that's
0: why Hayward, that's where he's at. Where he's at right now, bro.
1: Wow. You're saying, you're, you're fucking saying his in Dude, those are I'm injuries. not talking you about control. injuries.
0: I'm talking about, but even before the injuries, it's not like he was like. Before the injuries, he was at his peak. He was playing the best. And, he's and ever his, played. And his peak was what? An
1: 87 overall.
0: He could be, he could be a
1: 93. <laughs> what? Yeah. I've
0: never, I've never heard anybody say Hayward could be a 93 overall. He could, overall, be, he could be in the 90s if he really wanted. So you gotta have that mama mentality, boy. Now you're just saying stuff, man. <laughs> Yo, um, yeah, he, I, I just don't don't be playing on. Um, Actually,
1: players like Embiid, you wouldn't even see on 2K because he's on the live cover, so it's probably against his contract to even play what? 2K. Stop, 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 stop. They can play.
0: No, G-K. I'm serious.
1: It's like when you sign with Adidas, you're not allowed to put on Nike.
0: No, stop. They, they can play, bro. They can play.
1: I'm just telling you, bro. But I mean, I asked JR last time I played. I was like. Who's the best NBA players? He's like, man, listen, Paul George is pretty good, Kyrie's really good, and I was like, oh, word. He was just running through. He's like, these guys play two K. These, they all played it. I mean, they're in the game, man. I would want to play a game I'm in. Like when they put me in NBA playgrounds, I was, I'm, I'm really, I I don't even really mess with the game like that. But I was like, yo, I'll play with myself. Pause, and pause, oh, pause, pause. It wasn't a, it was nobody thought that until you pause, said pause. Pause,
0: pause. Yo, um. I feel like we, we just said something that was very important to touch upon. But the whole um, Jimmy Butler shenanigans, we still, haven't, we still haven't gotten that. Oh, so, yet.
1: yeah. What's the update, though?
0: But as but – as, you know so crazy about that whole thing is that, okay, so first Jimmy Butler was like, yeah, I want to go to these teams. And he named – um he named Miami – Yeah, I guess allegedly. No, not Miami. I'm, I'm bugging I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. He named Knicks, Brooklyn, and Clippers. Now, out of nowhere – People are saying, "Oh man, he might go to Miami." Now all of a sudden he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I'll, I'd like to go to Miami. Oh yeah, 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 I'll, I'll go to Miami." Like it just, it just seems like everything is kind of just, kind of. He just like basically he's a, he's to the point where he just wants to like leave. And the understanding was that he was going to get traded before Monday, which was Media Day for the Timberwolves. But obviously that hasn't happened yet either. And um looking looking at the whole NBA, it seems as if. It might be Miami because Miami, Phoenix, and Minnesota—they're in a three-team trade conversation, trying to send Butler to Miami, possibly Drajic to the Timberwolves, and Teague to the um, Teague to the Suns because the Suns are still looking for a starting point guard. Uh, I I don't know how I feel about that necessarily. I will say this though. If Miami is able to find a way to end the season with Jimmy Butler on their roster, but getting rid of Deion Waiters, Dragic, and potentially Hassan Whiteside, if they get rid of Hassan Whiteside, they would be massive winners, and it's by the end of the season. Because what they have to do is, and the reason why it's so important that they do this, they have to get rid of Hassan Whiteside. Or Dion Waiters because they have to make enough space up for the salary cap for the next coming season. Because Miami really right now they're not they're not in the conversation of being one of the um top free agent desti- destinations, largely due to the fact that they already have money tied up in next off season. But if they can get rid of Drogic, Waiters, and Tyler Johnson, Tyler Johnson's the other player. If they're able to get rid of those three or at least just get rid of side, who I think is getting paid like 20 plus mil next year, they will be in a really good situation because then they'll be able to get Butler. He's on expired contract, however, so he'll be off the books next year as well. Have the rights to sign Butler back for the most money out of anybody else who is in a running to get him. And on top of that, they'll have enough money to go out and get somebody else of significance. Now, who that player might be, I don't know because I don't think Durant I don't think Durant will be leaving. I mean, he could, but I don't think Durant would leave Golden State to go to Miami. But if they can end next season with a team of Jay Rich at the two, Butler at the three, and Katie at the four, that's tough. That's a tough. I, I think that's
1: still a step back from what he has with the Timberwolves. If I'm words what? Butler, what?
0: what? What did you just say, agent?
1: I think that going to Miami. You would have to be hoping a lot of things go right if you're Jimmy Butler to end up with a better team. Now, you you would be in the better conference, yes, and it might be easier to play in that conference, but you don't just at that point you could just choose any Eastern Conference team and hope for the best. Well, doesn't he want to be in the championship contender? Is he trying to be the first option? Okay, so let's, let's, like, let's be, no,
0: so let's be clear. If you're in Minnesota, you're not in a championship contending conversation. Yeah, you're not at all. Because, and it's not even just because it was, I don't, which is another, it's it's really a big, you know, question that people don't want to ask themselves is, is Towns and Wiggins good enough to go deep into the playoffs? But I don't, I don't think on a team with Towns and Wiggins, can you make it deep into the playoffs? Because I just don't see how they fit, especially on a team with Butler. I just don't see how that works. So in my opinion, I I would much rather go to a team where... They have the potential to add somebody else. But also on the, on the flip side of things, I think that going on a team with... um, I, I still feel like if you're the Pelicans, you got to trade for Jimmy Butler. Because if you're the Pelicans, you're going to have that star athlete in Anthony Davis that Jimmy Butler is looking for. And if all else fails with Kyrie Irving potentially staying, Kawhi Leonard may be doing his own thing in Toronto or potentially going to L.A., then that really just leaves Jimmy Butler out high and dry in hopes that Kevin Durant is going to do something with him, which I don't see that happening either. And if you're New Orleans, you can still sit back on the idea of saying, well, hey, everything else didn't fall into line, but you can still stay on this team and play with a superstar caliber player, Anthony Davis, and on top of that play in a backcourt with Drew Holiday as well. So you can already be on a team that has a defensive makeup and be the second scoring option on this team as well. To me, that, if you're, if you're New Orleans, I don't know how they would do it because they don't have that many assets, but I will be willing to move anything that I possibly can to just try to get Jimmy Butler on that roster. But if you're Miami, I don't think it's that far fetched to play that. I don't, I don't think it's that far fetched for them to play the next coming season, off season, because if, if I'm them, I have, I'll have the salary cap and I'll have the market to lure in somebody else as well. But if staying staying in Minnesota and even trying to, you know, level out whatever's going out level level out whatever's going on between him and Towns or him and Wiggins, to me that's pointless because even at the end of the day, that that team still isn't good enough.
1: Yeah, I agree. If I was the Pelicans, I if I was Anthony Davis specifically, I'd really begin to lose faith in the organization if they don't do whatever it takes to get Jimmy Butler. There's not a lot of opportunities come around where a player like him is unhappy in a situation and wants to leave. And then you're looking to add a piece just like him to your team, and you don't manage to do it because of whatever reason. Maybe you got outbid or your offer wasn't fast enough. Whatever
0: the case is. I don't know. I just feel like you got you to gotta get him because – when I don't know. It just it just makes it makes too much sense. I just know they don't have the they may not have enough assets. That's the biggest problem. But yeah, Yo, did you hear about the
1: the Jimmy Butler to Toronto stuff? At first, I dismissed it. I was like, man, that's not gonna happen. But then I started to see more articles about it, and I was like, wait, this might happen. And I thought to myself, who would they have to give up to get a player like Jimmy Butler? And unlike the Pelicans, the Raptors really don't have to go too far. To get a player like him because they didn't really have to give up much to get Kawhi. And meanwhile, we thought they had to give up OG on top of either Droz or Lowry. On top of, like I don't know, Pascal Siakam. Some of their younger players. They still have a lot of their assets if they want to try and trade for an expiring like Jimmy Butler. Listen, they're shooting for the stars anyway. And there's a good chance Kawhi is leaving next year. And so you, you could just go all in. Because if if Kawhi leaves the next year for the Raptors, you're gonna try and rebuild anyway. You lost DeRozan now, and Kawhi left. It's time to start things new. Unless you can snag another superstar player, you might as well shoot for the stars, man. You might as well, well, as well shoot for see, the stars.
0: The only thing is, I just don't think that team will work out because I don't think that Jimmy Butler fits on that roster. The way uh, his, his his, his playing style, his playing style doesn't doesn't fit. Because I think the only reason why I said that. Um, what is the team? New Orleans is such a really good fit for him, is because he he can handle the ball, he likes handling the ball. Um, Drew Holiday can obviously operate off ball like we saw him do last year. He's a solid three point shooter, not the greatest, but a solid three point shooter. And defensively, he fits the makeup of that team. Whereas in Toronto, when you have <clears throat> Kyle Lowry, who's a ball handler and then Kawhi, who's obviously a better player and a better three-point shooter and, in my opinion, a better defender, just an all-around better player. When you have someone like Kawhi on the perimeter like that and then Lowry, who's a ball handler at the top, it takes away from two of the greatest assets that you're going to get from Jimmy Butler.
1: Nah, that doesn't make any sense, <clears> though. <throat> to me... basically like saying the only time he could have a fantastic player on his team is if it's in the front court. <laughs> that's, not, that's not true at all. No,
0: I just told... I mean, well, I mean, it depends on... What you view as great, I just said that Drew Holiday is a fine fit. I think Drew Holiday is a perfect fit for him because Drew Holiday. Not saying that Kyle Lowry can't operate off ball either, but I think Drew Holiday is more prone to operate off ball. Or at least it seemed last year he fits perfectly fine in that system. But I, I I will also say this: I do agree with that. I don't think I don't think Jimmy Butler can be on the team, like because the whole um Houston. Like, um, thing, the, the Houston rumors going on. I don't think that would be a good fit either. I don't think Jimmy Butler is a good enough three point shooter. And I don't think he's willing to just spot up in the corner. I just don't think that's going to happen with Jimmy Butler. And I don't think that's a, I don't think that's a good fit with him. So even though I'm not necessarily saying, I'm not going to the extremes of saying that he can only be playing with a big. That's only the best fit for him. However, I do believe that that is, that's the, that's the, I don't think you can put him in a backcourt with another ball dominant player. That's basically what I'm saying. I just don't think you can do that because I don't think that will work out with him. I think he he likes to have the ball in his hands. And unless it's somebody like Kyrie or, or, um, Drew Holiday to an extent as well, who can operate off ball also just as efficiently as they can operate on ball, I think that, I think that would, um, I think that type of offense will work out with him. But the same thing goes with Washington. I don't think he would fit well in Washington. I just don't. It's like John Wall dominates the ball, and Bradley Beal is also becoming a playmaker as well. So, like, that takes away from what Jimmy Butler is bringing to the table.
1: Yeah, I don't think it takes away. I think it just adds more to what the team can offer. But the, if, more...
0: but what's-his-name isn't a good enough coach to even implement him into the offense. Like Scott I mean, Brooks. That's, that's a like that.
1: totally different topic. <laughs> I'm not even sure about that. That would be a deadly team. Can you imagine the lineup of John Wall, Bradley Beal, Jimmy Butler, and Dwight Howard?
0: Well, Man, that would Dwight, be clean. Dwight, Dwight killed it at the end. Yeah. The Dwight Howard head ass. Nigga, Dwight trash. All I'm saying is that I just I don't know. I just feel like the perfect team for him would be <laughs> New Orleans. <clears throat> and if I mean he, if he can find his way on a good coach team, a well coached team, that that's fine as well. But I just don't see how he fits with a lot of teams largely due to the fact that I don't see how him and a ball-dominant guard works out with one another because I feel like he he likes to have the ball in his hand. That's how he operates.
1: Nah, that's what people said about LeBron when he went to the Cavs and Kyrie was there. They're like, ah, oh, he's <clears> and, Ky-
0: a and, Ky- and Kyrie became more of a ball-dominant player. And also, when you have two extremely efficient players such as Kyrie and LeBron, then every now and then it can work out because within the limited touches that they have when they're handling the ball they're making the right decisions majority of the time jimmy butler's level of efficiency is nowhere near the same level as a lebron or a Kyrie, so there's possessions where you're potentially rolling the dice of jimmy butler making the right decisions and sometimes he's not and that those are risks that you may be willing to take when there isn't any other primary ball handler because it's like I would still rather take that route with Jimmy Butler rather than um Austin Rivers, right? But if it if it's him and Kyle Lowry, like, no, I would still I'd rather have Kyle Lowry handle the ball and operate the offense or give it to Kawhi rather than try to implement Jimmy Butler in that offense. Furthermore, I just like, for example, even with the Washington thing, like why am I getting rid of Otto Porter? Otto Porter's shooting like forty percent from behind the arc. Like that's like I get it, defensively they're gonna get better, but I feel like that fit for the team. They just need better three point shooting, not well, I mean, I guess I guess it doesn't hurt to have better defense. That's definitely not what they need. I like guess they do if, Yes, they do. What? If you looked at what the Wizards needed
1: the most, you would not come away <laughs> thinking it was three point shooting.
0: But they but what I'm saying is if they get rid of if they get rid of Otto Porter and they bring in um if they bring in Jimmy Butler, then three three point shooting is what they would be lacking at that point.
1: No, nah, not really cuz they would still have players like Bradley Beal. Um average ass shooters like um No, no, no. Pl-
0: oh, no players like Bradley Beal, and who else? Who else would they have?
1: I was I was say at that point I was like maybe Kelly Kelly Oubre. Oh, uh, cut Kelly it Oubre. out. Yeah. <laughs> if you
0: <laughs> drop down to Kelly Oubre, cut it out. So
1: like not that they're fantastic. Three-point but shooters, who
0: else? Agent
1: I mean, really, all you need is Bradley Beal. I think. No, you I, I don't. Keep, <laughs> I keep out. trying to say, I think Bradley Beal is top five three point shooter in the NBA. Maybe even top Yo,
0: three. Yo, you saw, you saw I put Bradley Beal over DeMar?
1: In three point shooting, we're talking no, no,
0: about. No, 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 no. In shooting guards. I don't know. But did you see that ESPN put him above John Wall? Yes. And that pissed me. Out. You know so funny? Nobody was talking about that. Nobody was talking about how Bradley Beal, according to ESPN, is better than John Wall. That is, that's ludicrous. That makes no sense. I
1: don't, I don't know how crazy it is, man.
0: Whoa, cut
1: it out, agent.
0: Stop. I, li- hey, So who hey, better, I- who better? Bradley Bill or DeMar Rosen? I, I, I don't know. That's a tough one. No, it's not. How is it? Agent, stop. If you're telling me that Bradley Bill and John Wall is not that crazy, but then Bradley Bill over DeMar Rosen is tough. No, the- but
1: when I first saw the ESPN thing, I was like, "Man, see, they're being stupid again. Who did that?" And then I thought about it. Like I was having those thoughts last year when I was watching Bradley Beal play with and without John Wall oh in the lineup. Oh my god! And so I, not that I believed it, I even put out the tweet and I was like, "Would y'all call me crazy if I told you Bradley Beal was better than John Wall?" I had the thought, man. So when when I saw it on the ESPN thing, the after the knee jerk reaction, I was like, "I don't know how crazy that is." Because definitely when you look at, in terms of talent, like, John Wall was supposed to be this transcendent 99 overall player coming out of Kentucky. And, like, he kind of worked on the turnovers. He's not as bad as he was when he got in the league. No, he's still bad. Three-point three shooting still hasn't seen a reasonable increase. Shot in, 30, shot 37% last year from behind the yard, but go on. All right what we expected from John Wall was was a little bit more. And I think it would sometimes you'd be watching the games and John Wall would be dotting teammates and they'd just be breaking open. And it's like, what could you do about that? You can't do anything. I think that changes this year with their pick and roll with Dwight Howard, but like a lot of people be forgetting, man. Not only is Bradley Beal great on defense, bo from the three point i like he's so lethal. I'd put him a tier below Stephen Curry. Stephen Curry, which is like that's that's fantastic in and of itself because Stephen Curry is the greatest of all time. Stop, when it comes to shooting. Stop agent.
0: Is wait, let me ask you this. Is Clay Thompson on Steph Curry's tier?
1: No, I think Stephen Curry's on his own tier. So then you, you guys, you're
0: telling me you're telling me Clay Thompson and Bradley Bill on the same tier. Yo, team?
1: that's what the fuck I'm
0: saying. Stop. Man. Stop. That's Why? what I'm Why? telling you right Why? now. Why? 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 Listen, you can believe it or you can't, my guy.
1: Stop. So wait, who do you think is better, Demar or Bradley Beal? Because you sounded like it was obvious.
0: Bradley Beal is better than Demar Derozan. Agent,
1: is that obvious?
0: If you're, but if to me, if you're sitting here trying to break down some rational thinking behind how Bradley Beal is better than John Wall, do the same thing with. With Bradley Beal and Demar, but
1: the, th- the thing about Demar is the defense. Like you have and to... a,
0: and the three point shooting and the not showing up in the postseason and the inability to accept double teams and make the right p- passes. Like there's a, really the only thing that Demar does at an elite level is his foot. And I'm not making it seem like this is easy or anything like that. But it's is his footwork and his ability to get to the free throw line rather consistently. Those are really the only two things that he does at an elite level. No, and he's I'm, a-
1: He's a consistent offensive player. Uh, really? Be. Well, consistent. you're
0: not. You're not that consistent if you don't show up in the playoffs. So that's one. I mean, but that's
1: he, that's just mental. But I'm talking about okay. Just in terms
0: of, okay. Fine, even all right. Fine. In the in the regular season, he's he's inconsistent. He peaked at what twenty seven points, right, in his career. I would rather have Bradley Beal's twenty three than the Mars twenty seven because Bradley Beal has the ability to space the floor out and be a threat without having the ball in his hands. I, the, all those, I understand that. those, those four points can be made up easily just because Bradley Bill is spacing out the floor properly. But if you're telling, if, if the only thing that is separating them scoring wise is four points and DeMar DeRozan has the ability to create a shot more consistently than Bradley Bill with his footwork. I'm still taking Bradley Beal. He's a better defender. He can handle the ball just like DeMar DeRozan. And on top of that, he's somebody... he, he And he's growing in the, in the right direction as well when it comes to handling the ball and playmaking, unlike DeMar DeRozan. And on top of that, Bradley Beal shows up rather consistently in moments where they need him, regardless if it's when See, that's, John Wall, that's the
1: thing for me right there. Like, when it matters, Bradley Beal is always hitting a big shot. Always. So, okay... Yeah, if you if you gave me if you told me, agent, you get to choose a player on your fantasy lineup. Not like fantasy sports, but just like if you're doing a fantasy draft, you're Bradley picking Beal or Bradley. Demar Derozan. You're picking would, Bradley Beal, bro. Yeah, I would choose Bradley Beal. You're picking Bradley Beal. Just cause, yeah, cause yeah, you can't overlook the defense. If it wasn't for the defense. I'd just, I mean, maybe Demar offensively. It's tough to find a player that could just shoot in people's eye. He has Hall of Fame difficult shots, Hall of Fame mid-range dead-eye. I'm just shooting that. So, anyway, I don't think that John Wall thing is too crazy, though. I think, I think it it looks crazy if you only look at numbers, or or maybe if you don't even watch the games. But every time I watch the games, Bradley Beal gives me a reason to consider otherwise. I don't.
0: And know. anyway, I don't. Uh, know. I, I, don't, I don't know. I be I just look at Bradley Beal. Because I think, I think another thing that people tend to forget, like, that year when they beat y'all in the first round. And then, I know this is going back a while, but Bradley Bill was the best player on that, in my opinion, on, who performed in that series. And then going in.
1: Are you talking about fucking 2014 right now? 2015,
0: 2015. I know I'm going back a bit. But then in it ended against Atlanta, when John Wall was out, they almost beat Atlanta with Bradley Bill being the best player on their team. Then I think the next year they, they kind of plateaued they only won 41 games. They missed the playoffs. But then the very next season, you still saw, it's just the progression of Bradley Beal. And I think he'll take another step. And I, to me, it's, for me, it's easier for me to say that Bradley Beal is better than DeMar than he is to John Wall. Largely just due to the fact that John Wall just has a, a larger responsibility on the team for what he's supposed to do. Cause not only is he supposed to be a 20 point scorer, but he's also supposed to facilitate and defensively, which I think this upcoming season, he'll be, he'll go back to being a really, a really good to great defender. I don't, I can't say that. Bradley Beal is a great defender. He's a he's a really good defender, but I can't say great. But I think John Wall will, will enter back in that realm. And because I think he's a better defender, because I think he's just more athletic, has more responsibility, still going to give you 20 points. I agree with you that he hasn't fulfilled... Because you're right, he was supposed to be that, that type of a player that potentially was supposed to be transcendent, but he's not. he obviously is not that player. But, like, he's still a really, really... Really great player, and I still think that he's he's better than um, Bradley Beal. But I I think, I think it's obviously that Bradley Beal is better than Demar. I I don't, I don't even think that's questionable.
1: It's almost like the uh, KD and Westbrook thing. Like early on, it was obvious KD was the main player, and Westbrook wasn't even remotely close. But he had potential. But then the more they played together, the Westbrook started to develop like crazy. He started to come up as a player. But still, KD was the leader on the team, and obviously the best player on that team. I don't know how far away it is where we see Bradley Beal. Oh, wait, 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 what
0: are you, what, cause I, I, I need to, I need to understand what conclusions you draw from KD and, and Russell Westbrook. It
1: was, it was more like an illusion. It wasn't really meant to draw up any elaborate conclusions. Okay, I was about to
0: say, cause there's never been a moment in my mind where I thought Westbrook was better than KD. Nah, never. Okay. maybe
1: it would have reached that point at, but
0: mm, no, nah, I, I don't think that would ever would have happened in my, at least in my lifetime. That may it probably that it probably would not never. God. That never would have reached my, <laughs> my my lifetime. That 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 would have never happened. Um, because <laughs> there's no way I would have thought thought to myself that that Russell Westbrook was better than no. Nah, stop, listen. I'm not, I'm not even gonna put that out in the air. No, 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 no. We can cut that out right now. Um, but yeah, that, that's what's going on though. Um, but going back to the Jimmy Butler thing, speaking of Kevin Durant, yo, first of all, Kevin Durant, look, cause he has some stuff to say about like how people hating on him, <clears throat> which I'm not saying they're not, but people hate on him because he has to be clearly better than everybody for him to ever be in the conversation to win defensive player of the year award. Cause he thinks that I don't, I don't know if he thinks, but it was a conversation that was brought up in media day. Which, as a side note, Media Day just passed. Media Day has been going on for the past couple days now. But media, media Day just passed, and some of the media members for the Warriors in the Bay Area asked him about potentially winning Defensive Player of the Year. And he was saying, you know, I would just have to be clearly better than everybody else because, you know, they kind of just hating on me, and I, I can't be on the fence about something. Is he wrong? Yes, he's wrong. I don't, he's wrong. I don't think he's wrong. No, my guy. stop. He can he can never win defensive They give those of the awards
1: year. to people with the best stories, not the best talent or the best skill. Defe- the wait, not- wait,
0: defensive player of the year is I don't that's that's normally a clear cut you were the best defender in the NBA. That no, tends that tends to be. Yes
1: it was. Yes it is. I mean, to be fair, like he wasn't going to win it over Gobert last.
0: That's season. what I'm like, that, but, that that's the point I'm saying. Like but, what are, what are we saying? Are you going to are you going to take it over a player who was able to elevate his team to historic heights on a defensive end? Like, is that is that what we're saying? <laughs> no, you're not, Kevin Durant. You're not. You're not going I don't to think do it's that.
1: Crazy for him to be in the conversation, though.
0: Defensive. I'm not. Here's the thing: is well, let me be clear about this. Kevin Durant has definitely become a better defender, and because of that along with the fact that LeBron is is in my opinion on a decline. I don't care about some points, rebounds and assists. It's obvious to me that he's not the same player that he once was. And that has a lot to do with LeBron's inability to be an elite level defender consistently like he used to. So with Dude. so with yeah, the was,
1: Oh my god. All right, keep going. So with Jesus.
0: no, I'm just saying so with the elevation of Kevin Durant becoming a better defender and LeBron also on a decline, because of that the gap between both of them has slowly shrunk right and so because kevin or has become a better defender which is something that many people have acknowledged we can start having that conversation but the conversation of him becoming a defensive player of the year candidate just because now all of a sudden he's entering the realm of being an elite level defender i'm sorry to tell you but, uh, Jimmy Butler has been an elite level defender and he's not in that conversation. Paul George is an elite level defender. He's not in that conversation. Matter of fact, your own teammate in Clay Thompson is an elite level defender and, and he, Green. And, and he doesn't even make all defensive team selections. He don't even make an all defensive team. So, so b- like, before we even get give to, it to, I I mean, it, what are we talking about? I mean, yeah, like you just said, Draymond Green is on his team as well. Like there's other team, there's other players on your own team who play defense at an elite level. That may not even get the recognition. So why why do you think all of a sudden you should get the recognition because now in your tenth or eleventh year of your career you decide, oh yeah, I'm gonna play defense at an elite level. Like, shut the fuck up. Like I don't wanna hear I, that
1: shit. I don't think that's is that recent. Like he just began playing. The last defense.
0: two years, you can say maybe two and a half, maybe his last half year. Nah, I think in he played
1: fantastic defense when he was on the Thunder too. When? Uh the last few years at least. Few? Yeah, yeah. Stop it. I mean, not that it's a it's no no pun intended a stretch. He he has lanky ass arms. It's easy for him. He has a ninety nine shot contest if we're talking about two K right now, man. So he really doesn't have to do much with his. Not that he doesn't have to do because that diminishes all the work they have to put in. But if there's any player fit to be an elite defensive player, it would be KD of all players. The dude is seven foot, but he's incredibly athletic.
0: But all I'm saying is that, and I'm not again, I'm not saying that he's not even an elite level defender. All I'm saying is that there are so many. Oh yeah, I, I'll say it. there's so many other players who play even greater than you do on a defensive end. Because again, I'm not going to give you the defensive player of the year award when there's players such as Rudy Gobert who turns their team into a historic defensive roster. When he's on the floor, like, I I can't do that. That doesn't make any sense for that. That literally doesn't make any sense for me. And then you also had.
1: I also don't think he thought it through the way you're thinking it through. I think he was just asked the question. He was like, man, it's like, it's like, he was probably just sitting there like, man, they're always hating on me. (laughs) Like, okay, wait, I'm not proud of that. But see, but that's not,
0: but that's not hate. That kind of was the, 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 don't get me wrong. That was definitely kind of the theme of that conversation of like, I'm not going to be able to win any individual awards because they hate on me, right? But the the question was prompted to him was Defensive Player of the Year. That that was the original question. Now MVPs and all that shit. Like I get that. Like that point. That you. Yeah, he's right. MVP. He'll never win MVP again as long as he's on that team. And MVP has a lot to do with. I mean, people don't want to hear this, but MVP does have a lot to do with the storyline that they're telling, right? But Defensive player of the year, like you're not gonna win it. Not because you're not a great defender, it's just because there's greater defenders than you. They're just better defenders. Like it's not that big of a deal. So to say, ah, they're just hating on me, you know, you I know what I do, you know what I'm saying? They hating on me. And then I and I know they're beat writers and I know that they, you know, they'd be all you gotta put the battery in the back. But then like one of the dudes who was interviewing him was like, They they must not be watching you. You was guarding James Harden in the playoffs. And I'm like, What the fuck? <laughs> Jimmy Butler guards James Harden. Paul George, like, is a lot of players who guard James Harden who should be in in the conversation before you even bring up this man. So just calm down, bro. You beat writers out there, calm down. Putting a battery in that man back.
1: <laughs> Can you imagine being bullied about your laugh over all of the internet? Yo, he got to cut that out, bro. I feel bad for him. Don't you feel bad for him? Y'all, got, y'all gotta make, just, sure,
0: y'all make sure y'all don't tell any jokes around him for the whole year.
1: <laughs> he got told all his career to smile and laugh. Then he did that shit, and the whole world laughed at him. I yo, I saw Kevin Hart's reaction to a laugh. Kevin Hart literally sat there and reacted to a laugh, yo. And and then he was dying of... I mean, I it looked a little exaggerated, but... I was like, man, you this guy... I mean, it's so funny to troll, but... You can't catch a break, man. Can you imagine just laughing in a press? He was just trying to make an innocent joke. He's like, man, I don't even know where the reporters
0: at. <laughs> Yo, that <And> was then- <laughs> that, it, that wasn't even nothing to laugh at, too. He was just he was just so quick to laugh at that, man. That's man. you can
1: you can feel you know like you you know like it, something funny happens and it really hits you. I could tell it really hit him. He didn't even know where the guy was and. For whatever reason, that's Kawhi's idea of humor. <laughs> and then people started to put together compilations of previous times he's laughed in like 2011, in 2014, 2015. It has 2016.
0: progressively gotten worse because that right there. You know what also was, was creepy about that? His facial experience, his facial expression did not change. Like, there, was some, there
1: was some lag between when he was it laughing. It was so weird, <laughs> yo.
0: It was like his lips were on two different servers, and then the rest of his face was fucking froze. He was just like, his bottom lip and his top lip was going left and right. Like they weren't even on the same page with one another. That was so weird, yo. That Man,
1: was weird, feel bad for the guy. <laughs> that was so weird, bro. Anyway, if you if you pass the laughing stuff and you looked at you know what? I, I gotta be, I gotta be a weird person because when I was watching that, in my mind, I was like, "This is fantastic promotion for Sun Life because that's the brand on the top left of the Raptors jerseys. That shit was there on all of the laughing. Sun Life probably fucking threw a party at wherever they were at when they saw Kawhi's laugh going viral. They yeah. was like, "Yes!" So they, they they
0: know for a fact they couldn't get that from Demar. So yeah, you're right.
1: Oh damn! I mean, it was getting the bromance moments. Hey, do you know Kyle Lowry commented on that shit? Someone asked him in media day uh, about like whether or not he still talks to Demar. He's like, yeah, yeah, our relationship is past basketball. He still facetimes me whenever he's going through anything. We need to talk. And I was like, oh, that's so cute,
0: man. <laughs> you know, you know, man. They they going they tight. That's that's the yeah. that's the real bromance right there, bro. That'll be. I'm gonna tell you right now if. This is a sneaky hot take right here. All right, Kyle Lowry and Demar Rosen still walk away with the bromance of the year award, even though they're not on the same team with one another,
1: and they only play each other twice. Only in a year, twice.
0: So like, you know how hard that would be. Like they would have to really get in their their bromance Twitter bag or Instagram post, like it would, or Snapchat. Like, come on. And like, Can you
1: imagine having a long day and then FaceTiming Kyle Lowry
0: yo. from across
1: the country?
0: Yeah, and you know, so you saying it and you're laughing. DeMar Rosen might be that guy, yo. Like he might be FaceTiming, He's like, man, Papa's really on my ass today, man. Like, they they may really do that to one another, bro. And the you fact that was- Kyle Lowry said it publicly, so he's trying to let everybody know, like. I see Tobias and Boban trying to get their little bromance on, but trust me, even when we apart, we still together. That sounded so gay. Let me chill out.
1: <laughs> Yo, uh, can you like just think about like the potential phone call? So we know we know Demar Derozan is, is all in his uh, petty bag, and he's been putting out these tweets. So you know it's all he could think about. He'd be hopping on Facetime with Kyle Lowry like, man, fuck them Raptors, bro. They didn't even have the decency to communicate effectively with me before the trade went down. Fuck those guys. Then Kyle be on the phone like, Yeah, we really ain't shit, man.
0: Do you yeah. think Kyle is saying that? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Kyle is, Kyle's not sitting here saying, Yeah, bro, you right. We ain't shit. I mean, shit.
1: he's not it's his bro. He's not gonna be like, bro, like, relax, man. It's nothing, it's not it's light, my guy. You're tripping over nothing. He's gonna be like, Yeah, the organization's a bunch of dickheads, man. No, I, Fuck, think, man. I think
0: Kyler is more so gonna be like Man, relax, man. Just you gonna just do you, man. Just go ahead and go do what you want to do, man. I know we all know here who you are as a player, man, but don't even worry about that, man. I think that's what he's more so saying.
1: You know if probably, you probably like, man, you got Lamarcus now. You know how he was always talking about what if we didn't have Jonas? Look who you <laughs> like, look who you got now. I'm, I'm keeping
0: a buck with you, Kyle Laird, I that's that's on Kyle Collard Kyle definitely would be like, Man, look, man, don't even worry about it, man. You ain't even gotta worry about Valentunas no more. You ain't got to worry about bum-ass Dwayne Casey no more. You got Popovich and LaMarcus on your team, bro. Think about that. He probably definitely trying to figure out the best way to kind of, uh, you know, hype it up to him.
1: Yeah, if you guys uh, live in Toronto, you saw those, like, Ford commercials they do all the time. And, like, or any of the sponsors the Raptors have. Man, that shit was, they would put them both in a car. And they'd be like, all right, man, do these drifts and these figure eights. And these slipper, slippery slide is, uh, challenges, and they just put them both in a car, and they would just wild out. Can you imagine Kawhi in that situation now? No, Kawhi and Lowry drifting with a Ford Escape.
0: When is Kyle, <laughs> When does Kyle Lowry contract expire?
1: Uh, twenty twenty. I'm pretty sure. That's when DeRozan and Lowry's was both set to expire.
0: So, but they could still kind of get back together, though. They can get back together. They
1: could, but. <clears throat> It's it's almost like Dwayne Wade and LeBron. Like, do you want to? Like, yes,
0: I know. I think they want to. They're still bros, bro.
1: I mean, they tried it, remember, and it didn't work. So Dwayne Wade
0: went back. But at but at that point, Kyle Larry would be at a stage of his career where, you know, what I'm saying like he's gonna be coming out the bench. He'd be like 32, 33 at that point, right? So he'd be like, all right, bro. I already know I'm at the end of the end of the road, but I know for a fact like I can still get somebody some some solid minutes off the bench. DeMar DeRozan still should be a starter, you know what I'm saying? Like so I think I think if he if he's going to take another role then yeah, sure I think that could work. Um speaking of taking another role and coming off the bench. Your boy Carmelo coming off the bench, right? You better be. Yo, that whole all right, I didn't even know this is a thing until like I went on Twitter cuz people were like telling me this on Discord. You're telling me cuz there's rumors going around saying that Tony is going to be willing to start Eric Gordon and put Carmelo on the bench. That's how dedicated they are to this idea that Carmelo has to come off the bench. That's wild to me. That they're willing to run a three guard lineup. That's wild, bro. That's wild. Yeah. I agree. That is indeed wild. And the fact that I don't, I don't want to be that guy. I really don't want to be that guy. But, like, as, guy, as soon as, like, because people swear I'll be hating. But I'm not hating. Like, it's just it just makes sense to put Carmelo on a bench. It does. Because you're not, you, he's definitely not a better three-point shooter than Eric Gordon. And you're talking about someone who can kind of create his own shot or somebody who's going to have to be on the floor with another ball handler.
1: So, that's interesting. Did you, there was this clip that went kind of, not viral, but it was popping on Twitter of Gilbert Arenas talking about, Like, so basically what he was trying to say was you have to trust players on your team to grow and you have to let them go through their ups and downs. And there's nothing worse you can do for a player's confidence than take him out when he's playing bad. Because that basically, you're basically adding all this mental pressure on him for no reason. That if he's not performing, he's going to be taken out. And a lot of coaches take that approach. But he said that if you leave players in through their ups and their downs, then you let them develop the confidence that as long as they're working on their game and improving that you trust them out on the floor then you'll get a better output from them and he was going in i forgot who he was talking to he looked like he was talking to some sort of coach about it but, is, but is mello
0: even, doing that though is I mello constantly improving
1: i don't i don't know i don't know if he is but i know that when he was shooting badly coach still gave him reps like he he would miss 5 in a row and still be in the game And there's some coaches that will pull you after some shit like that because they want to do what's best for the game. But when you're not doing just I I wanted to propose it because do you think that makes sense? Do you think that you should keep a player shooting poorly in the game? Because like like when DeRozan got benched in late in the fourth quarter in the playoff game, like that must have gutted him because that was the first time it happened. You're supposed to be a star player on a team. You're not even playing at the end of the game right? That only happens to players that you don't trust. And then now you've got this separation where the coach doesn't entirely trust the player. And now the player starts to doubt himself more than he already is because of past experiences, getting beat by the same team over and over again. And then now, not only are you getting destroyed and you about to be 3-0, but you just got benched. Like, you must be feeling like shit. That must have been when Messiah realized, like, yeah, he got to go. When Dwayne Casey had up to this about, like, yo, he's not even performing the way we need him to, to the point where he benched him. Of course, it did numbers on his confidence, but I think it was also when Masai realized, like, it's not a fit no more.
0: He's got to go. But see, the only only reason why, and I, I agree, I'll say this, I do agree that sometimes you just kind of have to let people stay out there to kind of feel it out and grow as individuals. Because I do feel like a player's confidence can get shot. If they they're taking out of the situation, and they're not, and even though they they're not performing or maybe they just have a bad start, they're just not the type of a player where you know they, they may be able to kind of get out of a funk. But I still feel like you should still keep them out there and kind of get a feel of how they're going to operate and work out. In Demar Derozan's case, I feel like the reason why I'm I'm kind of more lenient on the idea of taking him out of the game is because we've already done this. Not just for the past couple of games. We've already done this for the past few years now, and so it it would have been one year if it been one. It would have been one thing, excuse me, if we had you know given you some opportunity here and there, and you were a new player on the team, or maybe you just weren't in the rhythm or something like that. But when we are now at a point where this is kind of a make or break season for all of us, and we've kind of had discussions, or maybe there's some. Um, it, may, it don't even have to be verbal understandings, but just some understandings within the locker room and within within the team that you know this is kind of it for everybody. We we kind of definitely need to get over this hurdle, or at least compete with the um with the Cavaliers, and for us to kind of be at a situation where we're down big and you're not performing well, and I know for a fact you're not spacing out the floor for us, and on top of that, you're not playing great defense. Yeah, like, I, I got to try something new. I can't just keep going down on the same thing because you had to think on on the part of Dwayne Casey, in his mind, he's probably thinking, my job is on the line as well. So not only are you not doing what you're supposed to be doing, but I'm not going to lose my job because I, I, I didn't at least try something else. And so I understand where Dwayne Casey's coming from with that as well, but... You know, I think that – I think there's always certain time frames that you give a player. I think that – yeah, I think it is a little ridiculous that if a player is just having one bad game that you just sit him. It's it's like, you know, he could just be having a couple of off nights or maybe he just kind of mishandled the ball on a few possessions. So I, I think it's a bit ridiculous when certain players or certain coaches prematurely bench players. That to me, that's just ridiculous.
1: But I think sometimes that's ammo for like – like, for example – when Terry was playing horrible in Game 7, uh, when they got eliminated, I was just thinking to myself, like, take him out. Why is – just take him out. Why is he still in the game? Yeah. He's literally not hitting any shots. And I get that he wants to pull up with the confidence that he'll hit the next one. But, like, yo, it's not landing. If I'm playing a competitive 2K game and some try-hard-ass stretch big showed up, if I realize my shot's not on – Bro, I'm not taking more shots. I'm finding other ways to be effective on the team, man. But I get that people, everyone wants to have that Kobe mentality. But I feel like it'd be nice to have a balance. Sometimes you got to go trust, especially if it's your star player. You have to trust them and just ride with them. That's your guy. But if his name is Terry Rozier, I feel like every once in a while, you get away with just throwing him on the bench. Like, listen, man, uh, you play well, but we'll just throw in Marcus Smart. We got all this depth anyway. We're the Celtics. We might as well use some of the players we
0: got. But I think I think the reason why they went with Terry Rozier is because offensively, they really didn't have – they they just didn't have that many options offensively. I think that's the reason why they kind of had to stick with Terry Rozier because if they went with Marcus Smart, they just know for a fact that defensively, the Cavs are going to just shrink the floor on them because they knew that Marcus Smart just wasn't going to be a threat. And the way that Tatum was playing, I think it was better off for them to just play through Tatum rather than the guards and for them to have just some, some type of shooter out there. Terry Rozier was kind of suspect. That's kind of tough that Terry Rozier played like that too, but Terry Rozier, I, I still, I, I still would have went out with Terry Rozier just because A, I think it was also good for Terry Rozier to kind of understand that, all right, this is the reason why when Kyrie come back, he's going to be on the bench. All right? <laughs> like, let's, let <laughs> all, 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 the, all of these conversations, cause I, I remember at that time, it was people really trying to have a conversation of like, Oh, yo, what if, uh, what if we just got rid of Terry Rozier and, uh, we, I mean, what if we just got rid of Kyrie and just stuck with Terry Rozier? Cause Terry Rozier was going on the tear in the playoffs. At that point, it was like, all right, this, this is, this is why you want to bench and Kyrie gonna be starting over you cause, uh, Kyrie wouldn't be playing like this. But I, even, even in that situation, it, it, it also has to just do with your personnel and who you have on the team. Cause again, they didn't have enough offensive pieces. And they were trying to go through J- Jason Tatum and Brown at that time. I think Horford should have got more touches that night. Um, but going through I those, agree. going through those two, three players, it's way easier to go through those two, three players and still have the proper floor spacing rather than trying to attack the defense with those two or three players and not have the proper floor spacing on the weak side because smart just wasn't going to get it done. But you know, I, I guess, I mean, I'm pretty sure Brad Stevens. He kind of goes through that through his mind as well. And, and sometimes you just got to fall on, on the sword and just keep going what you got to go with. But I don't, I don't think, I don't think Terry, Terry Rozier is one of those players though, where he's like mentally checked out though. I don't think Terry Rozier is now like, I think Terry Rozier now understands that why he's not going to be starting. But I don't think Terry Rozier is one of those players where his, he's going to just lose confidence here on out because he got benched in the, in the fourth quarter of a very pivotal game. like I, I feel like he's one of those players who can kind of keep his keep his composure. He's a, he's a third-string
1: point guard on the Celtics. He'll be all right,
0: man. Second? He'll whoa, fake. third?
1: Yeah, if you put Marcus Smart at two, you put Terry Rozier at three.
0: No, they'll just put Marcus Smart and Terry Rozier Unless you want the to same. pretend like he's a shooting yeah, guard. Yeah, and they'll, and they'll put him Smart. in the backcourt with one another coming off the bench.
1: I mean, you could do that if you want. But Anyway, I thought it was interesting Gilbert said that because I never really thought about that. When I played uh, house league, I had no pressure, so it really didn't matter when coach took me out, man. Like I was when I played intramurals, and I played bad, I just I listen. It really didn't matter. But when, I guess when you're playing in front of twenty thousand people and millions of people watching at home, it's a little bit
0: different. That's a fact, though. Um, before we, before we wrap up the pod, though, one last thing: Could Anthony Davis end the season? Being the best player in the league. No. Because kind of shit is that, Lowe? I don't know, Agent. I don't know. I don't know. Because I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. It seems as if that could legit be a thing. It won't. Why would it be a thing? Best?
1: Like, the best. If it's not LeBron, it's KD. I don't... Are you saying the best performance or the no best? No, 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 best. best player. No, I'm
0: talking about best player. Anthony Davis ended the season as the best player.
1: No, dude. Even if even if you think LeBron will slowly decline or whatever, even though he's not doing that, and there's there's no evidence statistically that. He's no, declining he, he is, the way people. He is declining. He's declining. Nah, people just look at his age and make it sound. Nobody, yeah, that nobody, don't like ever
0: listen to agent when it comes to LeBron declining. LeBron is obviously declined. If you don't think he's declining, you're ridiculous. He's probably the best
1: for his age that we've seen of any player. in But his we're history.
0: just talking about LeBron now compared to where he was five years ago. All right.
1: Even if even if it's not LeBron, even if you don't even say he's the best, it wouldn't be Anthony Davis. It would be KD. And you can pretend like just because he's on the Warriors, he's not the second best player in the league. No, 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 I, I agree. Is. Cause,
0: um, fucking, um, ESPN had him tied for like fourth. That was the dumbest shit in the world. Like, what the really? Heck? Yeah, fuck off, ESPN. It was fucking retarded. They had him, t- they had him literally tied. Not, not like it was kind con- like literally they decided to make it a tie between KD and Giannis. Like, <laughs> that was the dumbest, dumbest thing I've ever seen. Can in the
1: you world. imagine thinking those guys were in the same realm? Can you imagine? What stupid. has Giannis ever done to prove he's even top? Stupid. Yo, look, I feel kind of iffy even putting him top 10 sometimes. Because he doesn't play like uh, it
0: all the time. Top 10, I'm fine, but I've. Nah, I don't, he to has me, the potential he's
1: not, to do a lot. To me. But a lot of people just projecting based on potential. Stop it. Nah, top, if you top, think Kane, top
0: 10, top 10. But not top. I don't like, to me, I don't think he's in a top five conversation. Not even, no. no not I don't, I don't think he's in a top five conversation. But to me. Like Kevin Durant is obviously the second best player in the NBA. Um, but the, the one thing is that because I think a lot of people are having conversations that New Orleans may not be a playoff team this upcoming season, which to me it's not that far-fetched. But if they finish as a not only a playoff team, but if Anthony Davis goes out and he has like a, a Kevin Garnett or a Hakeem Olajuwon type of a season where he's MVP, defensive player of the year, type of, like, that type of season, which he damn near had last year. If he finished this upcoming season as an MVP winner and defensive player of the year candidate, that's kind of hard to to not at least look at as, all right, he's he's the best player in the league. Because if he finishes, like, I'll just throw a stat line out there. 27, 12, and two blocks. 27, 12, and two blocks. Let's say four assists. See, but then you're talking about performance. If if you put KD
1: on the Pelicans, then he would have a similar. Like if you, if they switched roles, he'd have a, a like a 33 point per game season. But if like if if, but if,
0: K, if KD won the Pelicans, would he be a defense player of the year candidate? I think so. I disagree. But see, if you put Anthony Davis on the Warriors, he would stick. I mean, that that's let's not even let's not even.
1: I don't know if it would still be. Defensive player of the year.
0: I don't know. I think he would. I think he would.
1: It'd be a stretch because you would also have Klay Thompson and Draymond Green. If, on if
0: he would, if he would, um, how many, ga- all right, how many games would the Pelicans have to win for you to come to that conclusion?
1: I, I don't think I, that's not how I would look at it because I think the wins, although he's a team leader, it's a team performance. So even if he's playing well, if the team is choking and they win like, like thirty nine games and that's not on him ultimately. If the team can't build a proper roster, no but around if they him. if
0: they win fifty five games this upcoming season.
1: Then that would be a miracle. Can you imagine if they won fifty five games in the Western Conference? That would be insane. They'd be top three seed. All right then. Top two, probably. All
0: right. So if that happens
1: is, I still don't think he'd be a better player than KD. I
0: don't know, agent. I don't know because KD doesn't
1: have a, like KD doesn't have anything to prove. I'm not, like, I'm not, saying, he do- I'm
0: not saying he doesn't. All I'm, I'm saying is that I don't know if KD could do that
1: to to bring a team. Honestly, I don't think any player could do that to the Pelicans. You, there's, I don't think there's one player you can put in the world on the Pelicans that can make them a 55 win team, <laughs> let alone a 50 win team, right? You'd have to, you'd have to put like maybe two players. You put, you put two players, I could, I could maybe see him hitting like 52. They don't have a good squad. I mean, not that they don't have a good squad. I just think that they haven't really made any, they, in fact, have stepped backwards from last year since they lost one of their key pieces. I
0: guess. But then again, they
1: played, they played without that piece in the playoffs and still did well. Exactly. But then you think about the guys like Rondo that they lost, who like, you don't think about too much when you, when you see a team like the Pelicans, but he had such a, Huge role in the playoffs. Huge. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, I don't, know, that's, that's, I, I don't know. I just, I, I started seeing people bring that up. Some, uh, he he said that in Media Day as well. And I thought to myself, well, um, AD, he was like, yeah, I, I'm the best player in the NBA. And obviously, I mean, it's, it's AD saying it. So it was like, ah, whatever. But then I, I paused and thought about it. I was like, man, I don't know. Like, that's not that, I guess, I guess it's not that far fetched to believe that Anthony Davis could end a season as the best player in the NBA.
1: You know what's crazy, though? The top 30 players in the NBA probably think they're the best player in the NBA. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh, yeah.
0: And DeMar DeRozan doesn't think he's the top. He's, he's
1: uh, the best <laughs> he He probably does, yo. Well, Listen, well, man, well remember... DeMar
0: DeRozan would have to be a top 30 player, so you're right. DeMar DeRozan's not in the top 30. Wow. You don't think he's top 30? Come on, he's It's kind of disrespectful, on, Is he?
1: I remember when I used to like, uh, see, I was fat in high school too, and like I tried out for the basketball team, and, yo, I didn't even make it past the first cut. And I was so sad. Bro, I was like, how did I not make it past my fat ass? I knew I wasn't going to make the team anyway. But at the time, it didn't really click for me because I didn't have any self-awareness that I just sucked.
0: Well, you you still suck, though.
1: No, but the thing is, I thought I was better than I was. and You still still think that now, though. (laughs) Here's what I'm saying. Everybody thinks that. Everybody always thinks they're better than they are. And not that it's a bad thing. It's, it's great to have confidence in yourself. You could ask Dame, and he'd tell you he's the best point guard in the league. Uh, and you'd be like, I don't no, know. He, I don't know. He would say he is. Do you think he's going to say, nah, I think Stephen Curry's. Can you imagine that coming out of his mouth? Stephen Curry's better point. It would never.
0: The way he performed last year, it better come out of his mouth. Pause.
1: Wow. All right. Listen, I don't care how he performed or how you think. He might rank. All the players in the top 30, top 40 think that they're the best in the league.
0: If know. not in the
1: league, at least at their position, they'll be like, "Man, I'm I'm the best power forward in the league. I'm the best." You don't think Bradley Beal thinks he's the best three point shooter in the league? He's probably in his in his home like, "Man, fuck Stephen Curry, bro. I could shoot better than that bitch." Like, l- listen, maybe not as venomous and as spiteful and as envious as that tone, but everybody has that confidence. And then everybody gets mad when like the Knicks come out and talk about their big three of Joakim Noah, Derrick Rose, and. What was it? Carmelo Anthony? I forgot. Was it Carmelo? Like, Yeah, that's what happens when you have too much confidence. Sometimes you say some shit to the media and then you place all these pressures on you talking about some New York big three that just completely fell apart and was a laughing stock. Don't put expectations on yourself for
0: no reason. I guess. Also, um, before we end the um, podcast, I'm looking at it right now. Some news is breaking out. Um, With Jimmy Butler, it's just some light news. With Jimmy Butler more than likely leaving... Is saying that Derrick Rose has the potential to start in the backcourt with Jeff Teague.
1: Dude, that's what I asked you two podcasts ago. Oh, you did? Okay. Would it be that crazy for Derrick Rose to start? And you were like, oh, th- that would never happen. And I was like, really? Because I don't see – it's not that crazy for, for fucking Derrick Rose to get a if, pretty if good – If that
0: happens, you got to get um Tibbs out of there. Tibbs, you got to Yo, go. is
1: that is that thing <laughs> is that stuff true they're saying about uh? Cats slept with his girl or – Something like that I've with heard Jimmy that Butler. That's,
0: that's wild right there. That's wild.
1: Are those reports backed up with anything or is that just a rumor? No, I think those are just rumors. Okay. That's a really weird rumor to just come out. <laughs> I feel like, yo, we're not really, we're not really, nobody has asked the real question. <clears throat> what if Jimmy Butler is the cancer? Like if, if Wiggins oh, is having plenty, problems There's plenty
0: of people who've asked that question.
1: So why is nobody? We need to investigate that.
0: But is it though? But because all right, to me, I feel like this like the same thing with Kobe. Like people are saying, like it's Kobe to cancel with the Lakers, and it's like all right, we may may be able to run down that hypothetical, but then like here we are now, several years later, and like D'Angelo Russell still hasn't popped, <clears throat> neither has Julius Randle. and maybe it's a possibility that those players just aren't that good, and, or maybe it's a possibility that the um. The organization was just making poor decisions because even after Kobe retired, they turned around and overpaid for Mozgov and Dang, right? So, like, I mean, sure. I mean, we we may be able to run through the hypothetical Jimmy Butler possibly being a problem because the same thing happened with him and D-Wade in Chicago and him reportedly being a cancer to some of the younger players and Rondo had to come to their aid. I remember those reports, and now here we are now with Wiggins and Towns, right? But then again... Wiggins and Towns they ain't performing. Like it, it'd been one thing if Wiggins and Towns they had let their team to a playoff appearance before Jimmy Butler got there. We're like when Jimmy Butler wasn't on the team by the end of the season, and they were really struggling to win games to make sure they secured their spot in the playoffs, and Jimmy Butler had to come back early. Like it's kind of hard to it's kinda hard to blame Jimmy Butler or at least point the finger toward Jimmy. When he's not the only person who has doubts with Wiggins and Towns, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I
1: don't
0: know. And Derrick Rose uh, can't start. Well, Derrick Rose. I hope that Thibodeau lose your job because Derrick Rose is not starting. That's. Starting. I don't think that's where he's done crazier things to make his job. Tyus, Tyus and... Jones needs to start before that man starts. All right, you're going too far. No, my I'm, guy. Not. no I'm not. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. No I'm not. You are telling me you going to have a a perimeter that features D-Rose, Jeff Teague and Wiggins? Stop, agent, stop. You're not about to do that. So
1: much so much
0: offense, no defense. And and no spacing. I don't think there's no spacing. You're a retarded, agent. Who's spacing on that team? I mean, you on you the perimeter
1: like Wiggins can't shoot threes, my guy. Oh my god, stop, agent. Bro, he pulls them like he just doesn't hit them at all. His... I'm about to <laughs> say, just... yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. There's a difference between pulling threes and not making them.
1: <laughs> all right, man, let's not go back into the rabbit hole.
0: <laughs> um, Whew. anything else, man? I think I think that's it, man. Yeah, that's it, man. Are you, you going to tell the people for the um tenth podcast how much you love this length? You just love the length of this right here. Nah, I don't. I don't love
1: the length of this as much. If this was ten minutes ago, I would have told you guys how much I love the length. Oh my but God. this is this isn't this is an eye length. I don't love it though.
0: Any uh final words outside of talking about the length and the girth of it?
1: Um huh? Bro, I'm running on like an hour and a half of sleep. I gotta record a video and I'm gonna head right back to sleep. I'm tired, ladies and gentlemen. The, this bitch outside, my neighbor, be cutting his grass every other day. It's unbelievable. And he does it with those big ass machines like that you sit on. Lawn- so lawnmowers? No, lawnmower is the shit you push. I'm talking about the stuff that you sit on and
0: those are drive still, around. Those are still lawnmowers.
1: They're called lawnmowers. Uh, he has one of those. And he just, every two days, at like, right at 10 a.m., he's like, Vroom. And he does it for an hour. Always waking me up. It's crazy.
0: As, well, one, the fact that you didn't know that just because you sit on it, that it's not called a lawnmower is ridiculous. Two, I got somebody like that in my neighborhood, too. And I'll be like, bro, you just cut your grass, like five days ago like what are you doing like what grass do you have that has you cutting the grass 10 o'clock sharp (laughs) like what are you like come on come on son they must
1: be pretty bored at home if they're waking up early to cut grass my guys
0: um and they just be like looking out the window like oh yeah I'm gonna cut the hell out that grass tomorrow morning
1: and what day is it today 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 is Thursday it's not even a weekend my guy (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they just,
0: well, it's kind of hell but, but that being said though people Thank y'all for watching the podcast Thanks for showing us the support Make sure you go give us those five stars And just leave the comments and leave the reviews And things of that nature Make sure you go check out our last podcast as well And um, we will see you all next time Peace. Peace
1: You're so funny. We did that shit at the same time wow.